The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away and I'm coming to you. If, I, if you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Now, I know that there's someone out there this morning that's going, you know, I, I could really use a new drill. Okay. You can set that thought aside for the next 14 minutes. Now, to each of you who are called and held in the inexhaustible love of God, grace to you and peace from he who is and who was and who is to come, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I'd like to begin by sharing with you that, that this May has been a particular month of remembrance for me, and, and perhaps, perhaps for some of you as well. You know, it's been that each morning, weather permitting, as I would carry my fragile tomato and cucumber plants out of the garage onto the back patio, for maybe an hour or two of, of sunshine. Well, you know, I'd remember other Mays, other Mays when plants and flowers were already in the ground and flourishing and growing. And then I remember, you know, it's hard to be patient. Well, this May, too, I remember a dear friend and pastoral colleague who died of cancer this last May. See, I remember Brian because Brian, Brian could see the light of Christ in the simplest of things. And he could see that light of Christ in the darkest of places. And how he went about seeing that were legacy gifts from him, gifts that he would share with all those whose lives that he touched. They were gifts 
meant to empower lives, gifts, meant to be passed forward. Well, also this month, I have been hearing an awful lot about graduations. And this has drawn me to do some remembering, too. However, I'll be honest, for me, that's really kind of like going to ancient history. But I will share with you, and yeah, I will share with you that, that I think that we have a special seminary graduation anniversary this month amongst our pastoral staff. And I'll say no more. Well, graduations, graduations, they're a big deal, aren't they? Ask any graduate. You know, whether it's from pre-kindergarten or elementary school, junior high, high school, college, a postgraduate program, graduations mark important achievements. Graduations are an important looking back and also looking forward. You see, graduations don't simply mark an end. Anyone here graduating? I'm sorry, it's true. It's not just an ending. Graduations also acknowledge next steps, steps that are built upon the many steps that have happened, both by the graduate and by the community, by the tribe, by the family, by the fellowship that has walked with them. Graduations are a marking and a reminder of what has been given, what has been learned, what has been woven into the fabric of thought and behavior and belief, and applying all of this into today and tomorrow. Graduations are about moving forward, living in and through the good legacies that have been given. And I'd invite all of you this morning, consider for just a moment, think about this. And maybe for some of you too, it's a step back into some less than current memory. Think about the legacy gifts that you have received from teachers, from mentors, from pastors and parents. Think about the legacy gifts you have been given that you have carried forward through your life. And, that, and with that, I would also invite you to think for a moment about the legacy gifts that others carry because you, you have shared with them. You see, legacy is not simply a specific model marketed by Subaru. Legacy. And legacies that we might consider this morning, legacies are like smooth stones. Smooth stones that we carry in the pockets of our minds and our hearts. Smooth stones of wisdom and learning, of experience planted into our living by those with whom we have shared our lives. Now, in our gospel today, 
Jesus will soon be drawn before the Jewish council, the Roman Pilate, and nailed to a cross. The end of his earthly ministry lies just beyond the next dawn. And into this seeming emptiness and lostness for his disciples, he turns to them and he turns to us and he gives a legacy, a sacred legacy, giving those things which were of such core importance to him. The gift of love, the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of peace. And we are reminded today that each of these were a reflection and an expression both of his life and of his ministry, sealed in his crucifixion, blossomed, blossoming through his resurrection and ascension, a sacred legacy given to be reflected in our lives, in our ministry, in and through him. There is the legacy of love. This is the gift which cost Jesus his life. In the early verses of John's Gospel, John writes these words that are so familiar to all of us. You can say them with me. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. Words which Jesus would later echo and expand upon as he spoke to the disciples and to us saying, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than that a person would lay down their life for another. And I think we can hear very similar words in our gospel text today where Jesus spoke to the disciples. If you love me, you will keep my word. And what was Jesus' word? Love one another as I have loved you. And my Father will love you, and we will come to you, and we will dwell with you. You see, a legacy, a gift going forward that Jesus has given us is the love of the Father. The forgiving, embracing love that stands in the face of a world that is so empty and so hungry for a good and a healthy hug. A gift that shapes the God-reflecting nature of our relationship with ourselves, with one another, with the world, and with God. Here is a legacy gift which, like a perpetual endowment, continues from one person to another. I'm reminded of the Sunday school children. Once many of us wear them. And in those contexts, that gift, that legacy of love was extended. And how it continues from one person to another, one generation to the next, and is never depleted, is never tarnished, 
it never dulls. The gift of love. It's in the gentle touch of a friend. It's in the mentoring of a child. It's in our feeding of the world's hungry and the striving for equality for all. It is an all that will happen and has happened in the yesterdays, todays, and in all the tomorrows when we gather and we express God's love under the umbrella of God's work, our hands. In the midst of this, a sacred legacy lives. You are loved. Love one another. You are God's people of love. You know, perhaps the most mystery-shrouded legacy given to us by Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit. The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring you to remember all that I have said to you. Bring you to remember what? The legacy. You are loved by God. The Spirit of God blows and moves through the maze of our human hearts and world, shoring up, sagging wills, enlightening troubled minds, strengthening weak hearts, mending what is shattered within us and between us, and ever weaving new threads of God's love through us. The Holy Spirit speaks a new courage to us of God's love. The Holy Spirit calls us beyond ourselves, calling us to one another, calling us to the cries of the oppressed, the tears of the poor, the pain of the grieving, and always, always, always showing up when and where we least expect to love as we are loved. Can I get an amen to that? Amen. Yeah. You see, the Holy Spirit teaches us to live as disciples of Jesus, to be the people of God's love to the world, to step out with confidence, born of the breath of God himself. Well, finally, there is the legacy of, God, of Jesus' peace. And as I shared several weeks ago, we often think about peace within the framework of the absence of something. But as Jesus spoke to the growing fears of the disciples, as he speaks to the midst of our own struggles and challenges, our doubts and our fears, we hear the words, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. So let not your hearts be troubled nor let your hearts be afraid. The peace that Jesus gave to the disciples, the peace that Jesus gives to you and to I, is a perfect peace. That peace is Jesus Christ himself. This legacy is both our assurance and his real presence that it, he will be with us until the end of the ages. God with us, 
God around us. God in us. And the gospel proclaims, rejoice. You see, the gospel song today is that we never walk alone. We never rest alone. We never speak alone. We never act alone. But in all these and more, we live in the assurance and in the presence of Emmanuel, of God with us, Jesus Christ. We live in the sacred legacy of the Savior. In Christ, through Christ, and for Christ. You are loved. You are guided. You are filled and complete in the love of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.